Welcome to Make It Happen, powered by Avon. I'm your host, Evie DeAngelis. For over 130 years and 34 years before women had the right to vote, Avon has been empowering women to rewrite the rules for business success. Sparked by female entrepreneurship, each episode features spirited discussion with motivating, inspirational, and candid real-life stories and secrets to success and how to make it happen. Join us as industry power players share their personal success stories about embracing opportunities, embracing failures, trusting their gut along the way, and everything in between. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Make It Happen, powered by Avon. I'm your host, Evie DeAngelis, and we have a great show in store for you today because we are joined by absolutely hands down one of my favorite human beings ever. I'm so honored to have you here with me, Mr. Michael Sengstack, Avon's Director of Marketing for Fashion and Home. So thank you so much for joining us. My gosh, Evie, thank you so much for letting me be here. It's a pleasure. I um, I think like we actually just have to be careful that we don't end up talking for like six hours. Good point. I feel like we could. We could. Um, so Michael, you are what I like to call an Avon OG. You are mm. an original, which I, I mean, not 134 years original, but for our group. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. It might feel like it. And, huh? and I think it was probably <laughs> in my genes to be here from the beginning anyway <laughs> right go, right so how did you how did you get your start with Avon can you tell our listeners a little bit more about how you started and the work that you do absolutely so I I got my start at Avon in design in apparel and accessories and you know it was it was a case of like many people wondering when I got the call of oh we're looking for design for fashion and thinking oh avon fashion that's interesting and through the interview process just learning about the business and the people i met it absolutely went right to my heart and it felt like home from the very beginning so you know starting out in a creative role and it's been a total whirlwind that i feel like i've never had the same job for more than a couple of years and have done things like so many representatives have that i never thought i would do i've seen places that i never thought i'd go to had experiences i mean look at this who would think that i'd be interviewed for a podcast <laughs> right I love that. And I think, you know, as I've gotten to know you, I think that you are just one of the people who just so embodies what Avon is all about. And when you said it was like, you know, in your heart, it's so evident to anybody who meets you or anybody who gets to experience like what being around Michael Sengstack is like, that it's so authentically is in your heart. And it's so cool that you've worn so many different hats, too. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that you equate it to what our representatives do, that they yeah. never thought that they would do so many of these things that Avon has opened the door to the opportunities for because it just so speaks to who you are, that you equate what you're doing to what they're doing. And, and I think you discover so much about yourself yeah. through this company and through the business. And just I really think it's about discovering whether it's a product or the opportunity or you know, an experience, it's really a wonderful thing to have. Yeah. yeah. And so when you say that it was kind of like in, in your DNA, mm. what do you mean by that? What drew you to Avon? Well, you know, it's I grew up in a very small town in Southern Maryland. I probably went to the smallest high school in the United States. There were 42 people in the high school. No. Nine in, the whole in my school? graduating class. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> six, six girls and three boys in my graduating class. And <laughs> 
you know, it was we had to drive to go to a department store. You know, the closest place was a half hour drive away. And I just remember thinking these stores were these wonderful like palaces of (laughs) product and expression and everybody seemed so glamorous and – you know, having an experience of not being a- exposed to a lot from a really young age, but then learning and seeing and thinking that that was such a special thing that, you know, when it, it came to Avon for me, it was this idea of here's incredible product an incredible personal experience, you know, that idea of having a relationship and building it. And to me, that's so much about, you know, Fashion and design and creativity should be accessible. It's not about being elite and unaffordable. And to me, this is like bringing a premium experience to the masses in a very personal way. Yeah. Yeah. Which it absolutely is. And I think, you know, is so unique Mm-hmm. In fashion, um, and and in and in home goods too. I mean, 100%. because I mean, for me, we and we've talked about this not on podcasts, but just in general that like I don't know the first thing um, to do with decorating my home, but Avon makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier, <laughs> right? It's easy to pull it all together. It is, but there's also a connection because even when I talk to you about you know mm-hmm. what should I do here, because you know me and you know who I am, because we've taken the time to get to know each other, you're able to kind of create that personalized experience. Well, and and that's in all honesty. You know, fashion isn't about everybody in the same thing. Right. Right. And so the first question is always, who do you want to be and what do you want your home experience to be like? And I know for you, like it's built around a view and light. Right. And, you know, that's the space that you want to keep. And I think the same thing goes to dressing yourself of, you know, it's it's the most important choice you make every day of what you put on your body. And it tells people who you are or who you want to be that day. Yeah. yeah, And I just have to share with our listeners because, you know, we're, it's a podcast and they can't see you that it is like, you know, the middle of summer as we're recording this in New York City and it is humid and sticky and Michael is impeccably dressed. I like a layer. I, it's I, amazing. I, I need a jacket. I, yeah. yeah. And I just like I love that. You, regardless, <laughs> like you are wearing a jacket and uh, and it's fantastic. Thank and you I love very your, much. your pocket square today. Thank you very much. Um, so share with us kind of your favorite tips and tricks about trend spotting. Mm. Um, because I think that, you know, I think a lot of people get confused on what's on trend yep. versus what's trendy. trendy. Mm-hmm. And trend spotting is being able to understand what's on trend. What's happening. Right? And yeah, and I think, you know, my my favorite tips, I would say, are, you know, for me, I never feel like I'm off work. You know, and that's okay. Yeah. Because your eyes are always open and you want to see what people are wearing and what's happening in the streets. Um And what people are reading, you know, just this past weekend, I, you know, stopped at a bookstore and was just looking at people shopping Mm -hmm. for books and what are they interested in. And, you know, it's starting to connect dots between what people are doing and then the ultimate choices that they make. You know, so I think for me, it's eyes open. Um, You know, I I also think about when I first started in this business. Um, there was a period of time where I would be walking to work and I had like a you know 15-minute walk to work and I would think, okay, let me see who I notice every day you know, because mm. I'm sure I, it's in New York. I'm walking by the same people all the time and I started to pick out people and think, okay, that person looks incredibly chic or they have a great style and it's not about being fashionable. It's about putting it together in your own special sure. way and then I started seeing the same people over and over again and then I started to kind of think about 
what is it about them that I think is attractive or that's drawing my eye to them? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's that confidence, right? So when people wear things with confidence, it's truly an expression of themselves and their personality starts to come out. And I think that's a great way to have eyes peeled to what people are doing and how they're you know, sharing of themselves. Right. And I think that's really interesting, right? Because how about for somebody who like might not have mm. that confidence? How do they how do they develop that? Yep. Because to your point, it doesn't mean being elitist. It doesn't mean having something that, you know, costs more than yep. you know a year's salary. Mm-hmm. It means it can mean really not just Avon product, but also, you know, pairing it with something potentially from like a thrift shop or, you know, something like that and making it work for that person. But I think you're totally right. That confidence is what makes a difference. So how do people do that? Well, and I I think here's how you can build it. And, And the thing is, it's fashion. It's clothes. You put it on for the day. If you don't like it at the end of the day, you just don't repeat it, <laughs> right. right? And and I, you know, one thing that um, that I tell people as a recommendation is put on something that you love and go through your day. And if somebody gives you a compliment, when you get home, take a picture of yourself in the mirror and start to paste those pictures up on the inside of your closet. I love this. Every time somebody compliments you. Take note of what it is that they're complimenting. And it may be a color. It may be a shape. It may be a style. But when you start to look at all of those pictures of you, then you start to see the pattern of what do people see in you and what's flattering to you. And it's a great way to build the confidence. And frankly, it's, it's you know, a wonderful way to sometimes discover who you are. Right. I I mean, I think we try things sometimes, you know, I've got some bad fads in the back of the closet that (laughs) I need to see the picture that that I'm kind of like, wow, (laughs) what was I thinking? But, you know, we make mistakes and it's okay. It's okay to make those mistakes. Try it. It's like I said, it's a day you can change tomorrow. I love that. Yeah, I love that so much because I mean, you know, what's going to happen in 24 hours with your clothes that like is going to end your life? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah, that's so great. Nothing. And this coming from somebody who has um, I has split my pants in more than one occasion. Oh, you know what? Life done it too. So, yeah, done it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love what you said about you know the bookstore and watching yep. people there and mm-hmm. on your way to work and mm-hmm. seeing you know who stood out to you every single day. But do you have a favorite place to people watch? Ooh, you know what? I'll actually my favorite people watching event mm-hmm. is Black Friday. Ooh. And I have for about the last 30 years gone out shopping on Black Friday. And as retailers have started to do it earlier and earlier, I'm the one who's getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. And I don't think in the last 10 years I've probably purchased anything, but I watch people shop. Yeah. And it's amazing to me to see you know, what people are looking for, how they're shopping, who they're shopping with. Um, when I first started in this industry, um, I worked in ladies' suits. And I used to go to Saks and go to the ladies' suit department. And I would count the hangers on the racks to understand, like, how many pieces did they have in stock. And then when I went back the next week, I'd say, okay, they sold three of this. This one must be popular. It was a way to start wow. understanding what people like. I like to watch people grab things and take it into the dressing room. Like, what are they taking in? And what do they, what come, do they out come out with? Oh, so good. Right? Or what do they touch but then don't even take off the rack or look for their size? Mm-hmm. So it's it's always interesting to me to watch people shop. Um, and I would say the other great place for me is an airport. Um when people are traveling, I mean, there's a lot of great and really bad fashion that right. happens at the airport. Right. But what's fun to me is 
people in the airport are always going someplace else. And are they deciding to be themselves or are they trying to are they deciding to be somebody else? You right. know, it's that you know, you can tell who came home from the Bahamas mm-hmm. when they've got their straw bag with the pom-poms on it. And <laughs> and it's fun. And it's like, okay, great. You were on vacation. You're right. having a great time. You're bringing a piece of that home with you. Right. you know? So I love to see things like that. Um, and, and just the excitement of people going somewhere, I think, is an interesting thing to watch. The airport's my favorite place, yeah. too, probably because I spend more time there than most other places. You spend a lot of time there, yeah. But I also love, you know, there's this juxtaposition, right, of like, of the previous generation who always mm. dressed up to travel. Yep. Right? Yep. Which I just, I, you know, my parents' generation always dress up to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I can think about people I know who are that generation who still to this day wear a three-piece three piece suit on a plane. Yep. Always. I can sleep in a suit on a plane. Right. No problem. And then mm-hmm. there's, you know, the the athleisure group. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm just going to wear my stretchy pants. Yep. But then, you know, there's this, there's this like, new thing happening, right, where it's, like, the people, like you just said, the people who are going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not necessarily somewhere tropical, but you, to try to figure out where it is. It's, it's a fun game. And the people who look so put together, I actually was on a 10-hour flight yesterday. Yep. The people who look so put together on that flight, I'm like, I just want to be you. How yeah. do I do this? Yeah. And and again, yes. that's like, look at that as inspiration. It totally right? I mean, to me, it's there's something about that person that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do even encourage people, like, strike, a, strike up a conversation. Yeah. You know, ha- find out a little something about them because they might be in your path for a reason. Right. Right. But it could be that it's just about influencing your style and kind of getting some yeah. ideas from them. But I love it. And let me tell you, if you want good treatment at an airport – Dress up. I know they they will they will help you out. They will, they will. give you the better meal and get you a better seat. It's so yeah. true. And there's a dress that's like standing out in my mind. I like put it in my mental file cabinet from yesterday. Perfect. This, yeah, it was amazing. Love it. So one of the things that I love that you did recently, mm-hmm. and that you you do often, but recently you kind of had a series of. Um, uh, I think this post was about monochromatic. Mm, tones. Yes. Um, but you were posting kind of like the socks and the accessories and then yep. somebody wanted to see like the full look. So yep. it was a series of posts, <laughs> which I love so much. Um, but how how does social media play mm. such a critical role, not just in, in how you see fashion, but also yep. in, in your, your day job? Well, I, I think, you know, social media is the the face that people want to present to the world, right? So, you know, I think a lot of social media is highly edited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's fun in social media is the authenticity of, you know, showing how you're living your life. And, you know, that post started for me with, I honestly was standing in the closet going, I don't know what to wear today. Why don't I just play with all neutrals and see what I can do with neutrals but mixing patterns mm-hmm. together? And when I got out of the house, I thought, you know, I really actually like this outfit and wanted to share it. And, you know, then it became a curiosity for people. But I think, you know, it's a way to instantly get information about what's going on. Um, You can see what people are talking about, um, sort of where the noise is. I learn all kinds of things from following a lot of our friends on social media about brands, about experiences, Mm -hmm. about opportunities. And so I think it's essential to how we communicate with each other now and allows us to keep in touch with people that may not be next door anymore. Yeah. And I think it's it's also, like you said, you know, to to get that inspiration, it's almost uh, in a completely benign, you know, safe Mm -hmm. use of the word, but it's like almost voyeuristic, right? It is a bit. And and, and it's very much, you know, if I see somebody who, you know, not an influencer, but, Mm -hmm. you know, one of our friends on Facebook who's wearing something that I love 
immediately, you know, where is it from? Or, you know, I get so many ideas about how to actually combine Avon clothing together and make it look totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's part of it is that, like, unique feeling of, okay, even though we're wearing the same thing, like, we can make it look so different. And And those ideas are there. Exactly. And and it is not about, you know, I don't think people shop a mannequin anymore. Right. You know, there was a time when it was like, okay, yes, I want head to toe what that mannequin has on. It is truly about putting it together in your own way. Um, And it's okay when you have the same thing as a friend. Yeah. And, you know, your friend, like I said, may not be next door to you anymore either. So, it, you know, you're not going to show up at the same place in it. And even if you do, you're wearing it differently. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So, okay. Have you ever been Mm. just like super convinced that, okay, this trend is coming. Mm. I know it's coming. It's going to blow up and then been totally wrong? Oh, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. You have to be okay being wrong. And, and you know, one of the one of the things that I think about is actually, you know, it was, I guess, I want to say like 2014. And I remember looking at runway shows and both Max Mara and Yves Saint Laurent had done these completely 80s influence collections of, you know, big shoulder pads, right. big bows, poof skirts. And I thought... This is so it. This is the it's next coming back. thing. I'm like, you know, we've had the 70s and it's we're right. going right to the 80s. And maybe it's because I had a really good time in the 80s that I think that that should come back. And it just took longer than I thought. Yeah, because it's right? happening now. It's happening now. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is you need – you don't want to be too early. Right. Right. And and so it's – you know, I I – love the scene in the Devil Wears Prada where they talk about cerulean blue Mm -hmm. because that is exactly how this industry operates. (laughs) It's like it starts somewhere with the seed and then it's like who picks it up? Right. And are the people picking it up who are most relevant to you as a consumer or even as a a competitor um, to understand where you want to take things? And so that was one where I thought it would happen much faster. Yeah. And now it's happening now. But now I'm embracing it. I know. I was just on the train on the way here was reading an article about like the big sneakers, you know, like late 80s, early 90s, like the scrunched up socks. Mm -hmm. They are making like such a comeback. And it's, you know, everything from like Gap all the way to like Gucci. Yep. And it's, I mean, You're going to need to buy some nice white stiletto heels for this summer. Stiletto heels I can do. The big sneakers, I don't think I can do. That's going to be your way. That's your 80s way. Yes, my 80s way. I can do that. And (laughs) potentially some, like, bright pink blush. Perfect. Love it. Uh, (laughs) all you need. Yeah. I I, I can do that. (laughs) So, I mean, I I love to, you know, watch you engage with people. And, um, you know, you just, you're such, just like a consummate people person and it's so real and it's so authentic but one of the things that you're just so so good at is engaging with our representatives Mm -hmm. um, about you know our fashion but also what's resonating with them so how do you do that well i think you know i am always curious and it's part of what i love about people watching and it's it's part of what i love about talking to our representatives is understanding you know what are you looking for out of your business or out of your personal style or out of your experience? And because there's no one size fits all. And so, you know, I I don't think a day goes by where I don't engage either on social media, through text, even a phone call, um, email with a representative who might have a question or a thought or a suggestion. And you know, even when I get the opportunity to talk to somebody, I mean, you know, RepFest, always my big favorite week of the year because yeah. there's it's like the best concentration of ideas and energy. Right. Um, and, you know, it's I want to understand 
what they need to make their business work. And I they I think they always understand that they we can't give them everything. Um, but even listening and helping to frame something that might exist in mm-hmm. a way that's helpful to them mm-hmm. it is enough. Um, and and I think that's they see opportunity in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things that you're so great at is almost showing them the way to mm. on trend, even in a basic. Yep. You know, 100%. Because sometimes people who might not have the eye for it so much might not see it. But for you to just be able to get to know them and then help with yeah. those recommendations then shows them how they can do that with their customers. Uh, well, too. and I, I think people need to trust their instincts a little bit, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason that you're attracted to something. Um, and sometimes, my role is just about helping to validate that choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually texting with a representative over the weekend about something and they were trying to pick out an outfit. Um, <laughs> and and it was, you know, this or this, this or this. And I was like, well, which one, which one do you love? How do you, which one do you right. feel great in? And then we built around that. Right. And it, it's just, to me, that's the, the, the way is just building that confidence. Yeah. And, you know, I had to train my eye in design and style and and understanding trend. And it's just a muscle that yeah. you've got to work. That's a great yeah. analogy. Yeah. It really is. And I think, you know, you also said, like, there's no one size fits all. And that's Definitely. so true. And I think, you know, so many of us were kind of brought up to think that, like, the only way that clothes look good on you is if you're, like, a clothes hanger. Right? Exactly. If you're just that size. It doesn't and actually it doesn't, look good. It, it, it doesn't necessarily, <laughs> right? And that everybody's yeah. different and that it's okay for you to trust your instinct, like you said, and what you feel good in makes a huge difference. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Mm-hmm. So what are the steps between kind of seeing a trend mm. and then, you know, working with the Avon design team and then, you know, bringing this all to life? Excellent. Well, and, you know, I sort of look at my role as twofold, like sort of walking into a season. I think, you know, as my job has evolved out of design and into the marketing side at Avon, my role is really about informing the design, mm-hmm. I call it. So mm-hmm. it's like, Here's what's happening. Here's what's working with our consumers. Here's what representatives are talking about or asking about. Here's what's happening from an industry perspective. So, you know, when I'm out shopping and looking at people shop and I start to notice that people are not buying as many dresses but are shopping more for tops and guess what, woven tops, then I need to sort of share that information of – Here's where the business is going. Right. And, you know, the design team is wonderful and incredibly creative at taking what are words and making them into things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's been wonderful with our new design team led by Jennifer Cobalt of just seeing them interpret ideas. And, you know, they put take all of this information and put it in a blender and it comes out the other end. And then I think my job on the other end from a marketing perspective is to amplify the message that they've created and to share it in a way that's understandable for consumers, for representatives, to help them make it easy to sell yep. um, and to sell with confidence. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, it, and it's cool because you have influence on both ends of the cycle. Exactly. Right? So it's not just, you know, one portion of it, but you really get to, uh, and I love how you said, you know, inform the design. Yeah. Right? Um, and because you are paying attention to so much and you know, because not just yeah. because of who you are, but also because of your time in the business, you know so much about, you know, what works here. And, and, and it's sort of fun, you know, having been on the design side to see it through new eyes. Yeah. You know, and I think having this new team to me has been, you know what, let them try and and let them learn. And I think they're doing some incredible things 
that are resonating with consumers. And so it's fun for me to kind of help that and but then be able to, you know, amp- like I said, amplify yeah. the message. On and the how many end. people get to say that they have fun at work? I mean, you're so every lucky. day. Yeah, every which day. Which is so awesome. And yeah. no, no two days are the same. No, that is true, too. <laughs> that is true, too. So I have to know, mm. not just for me, even though it is totally selfish, but mm. also for our listeners, mm. what are some of your favorite early trends you're seeing, you know, Ooh. for the, the second half of 2018? Well, you know, I'll tell you some things that I think are interesting just from a consumer trend perspective mm-hmm. in particular. And, you know, I, I actually – I am so encouraged by seeing a broader women's voice in advertising, in movies and media. Like I have loved – I actually just went to see Ocean's 8 over the weekend. Ah. But to me, it's like from Wonder Woman yes. and sort of what that started from a women's empowerment to Ocean's 8, like a stellar, strong female cast with a great story. I, you know, I keep seeing that – sort of the women's voice in media, which Mm -hmm. I think is fantastic. Um, You know, I'm also curious about the millennial generation and really looking at them as a sharing consumer, right? There's, they talk about like, car shares and, you know, they're not buying as many things, but they'll spend a little bit more money on something that will last longer. So they're almost rejecting some of that fast fashion. Um, And so I think that's an interesting trend to watch and what that translates to. Um, But one of the things that I think is particularly interesting for us is, and maybe it is because I'm, I'm a Gen Xer, but... You know, as an industry, we focus a lot on millennials and their influence and power. And there's two groups that I think are really unsung. So if you think about baby boomers, kids are out of school. They have some great money to spend right now. And they want things and experiences and product. And so I think their buying power is really important Mm -hmm. to pay attention to. And on the other side, with Gen Xers, are actually using more social – they spend more time on social media than millennials. I know. By about an hour every week. So crazy. And so to me, it's like this is another bridge group of, guess what? They're they're in a high-earning part of their career. Yep. um, And they're engaged in this media. And so – it's a different way that we can talk to people. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I like to say that, you know, fashion isn't really what young people are wearing. It's what people wear that makes them feel young and mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And so I think having a an industry that's looking more broadly at the opportunity is really exciting to me and a really good trend. That's awesome. Yeah. And, of course, the white pumps. And, of course, <laughs> you need the white pumps. I, I'm not giving up on the 80s. It's really in its moment I'm, right now. I'm totally, totally down for that. <laughs> so before we end the show, I yes. have a few rapid-fire questions Okay. For you. I love um, it. And I'm just adding one because of something you said okay. earlier. So I have to know what is, like, the worst bad trend that's still in your closet? The worst bad trend that's still in Or that maybe is not my, still in your closet it, yeah, there's that a, you, part, you took part in? I, there was a moment that involved involved a pair of stretch plaid pants oh my gosh. and a slightly um, midriff bearing sweater in the early 90s. Oh my gosh. I remember actually saving money to go buy it because it, I thought it was so cool. And it quickly after that, I sort of realized it was a mistake. Um, but I did keep the black patent leather loafers I bought to wear with it. So, yeah. you know, that, that was there the longevity. There. Exactly. I had a... Um, <laughs> Like bleach blonde, platinum bleach blonde pixie cut. Nice. With extra long um, gel tips, nails, French manicure nails, and like 
pencil thin eyebrows. The fact that my nice. eyebrows grew wow. back is just unbelievable. Because they're incredible. Thank okay, you. you're like Brooke Shields now. I'm just, I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't like I, I just <laughs> Yeah, that was that's one of my uh, Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we've photos. all got them. Maybe we should do a day at work where everybody oh has my gosh. to bring in like a bad fad. I would love this. Or, yeah. Bad fad day. Perfect. I love that. Um Okay, so understated jewelry or statement pieces? Ooh, statement pieces. Okay, solid colors or prints? Oh, how about mixed, mixed solid colors? I knew it. Um, <laughs> denim or corduroy? Denim, more classic. I love denim, but I have to say like a good cord just really gets me, but it's hard to find a really good one. It's, it's hard. And, and I like the thin ones. And you need the, the, the fine thin. whale is yes. good. Um, and the hard thing with corduroy is the wearing. Yes. Like it tends to lose its nap pretty quickly. And if you're curvy like I am, then your legs rub together and then that's just that's not cute. That's not what you need. <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent and point. hands down, your favorite trendsetter. Who's Ooh, favorite my favorite trendsetter? trendsetter. In all honesty, it is our Avon representatives. Mm. I mean, I think they are so expressive and have such a great time with style. And I love watching them share with each other. And I, I think they set the trends for me. So much inspiration there. Thank I, you. I get inspired by everything you do and, and also how they wear everything. And it's it's so fun. So. Yeah, it's a great community to be part of. It really is. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. It's so much fun. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in to Make It Happen, powered by Avon. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and at www.avon.com slash podcast. You can also rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. 